Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Afternoon to you. Welcome back, Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Julia is out today. We're very happy to welcome in the lovely and talented Marley McMillan. Uh, thank thanks, you, Donnie. Donnie. And thank you, Marley. Nice. Oh, thanks, Scott. Yeah, no, fun to be here. And we, of course, we're, we are celebrating and being sad at the same time about Aretha Franklin passing away at the age of 76 and the kind of, um, you know, coincidence of dying on the same day that Elvis died, that yeah. the Queen of Soul and the King of Rock and Roll leave on the exact same date 41 years apart is yeah, it's pretty yeah pretty it's just amazing it is amazing and you know people there's some really kind of incredible stories that are coming out and people are sharing and mm-hmm. um this is from um a theater critic at the star in um it's a canadian um oh the toronto star maybe? yeah the toronto star thank mm-hmm. you donnie thank you and she was there four years ago for a concert in April and doing an interview. She said to the reporter, where's Prince Edward Island? At the time, Aretha was 72. Hmm. And after the location, the reporter explained where it was. She was asked why she wanted to know. And she said, I love Anne of Green Gables. I have for years. That's one of my favorite things. She's such a can-do kind of girl, and that's why I'm crazy about it. <laughs> and that Gilbert Blythe, he's a charmer. And Marilla, a lady who knows just how she wants things to go. Oh, yes, I can appreciate that as well. I'd just like to see the place that they came from. Mm. Cool. That's great. I know. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. She just seemed so kind of normal Down in the sense earth. that she was just grounded in who she was. And, you know, like had a pretty, like, what she had two kids by the time she was fourteen. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what other kind of little things do you know about Aretha Donnie from your play, days of playing music? Well, uh, one of the things I mentioned before with the Clean and Bradley is that uh, you know you talked about it earlier on the show how, how great she was at covering other people's songs, yeah. bringing her own soulfulness to those songs and bringing so much church and gospel to those songs. Mm -hmm. And I talked specifically about Dusty Springfield. who did the Mm. original version of Son of a Preacher Man. And then we played a little bit of Aretha Franklin's version, which is, which I'll have to find (gasps) it, which is, you know, hallelujah, Son of a Preacher Man. Yeah. And uh, Dusty Springfield, you know, sometimes artists get a little, you know, when somebody covers their song, they get a little, Dusty Springfield said, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe how wonderful you did that mm, song. It's absolutely cool. amazing. Mm-mm. Yeah, and then who who did the um, did you, who wrote Chain of Fools? Who wrote Chain yeah. of Fools? I'd have to look. I don't that know. That's her, so that, but that mm. song was that like her fifth hit or something like that? Uh, very. Yeah, she had from sixty seven to sixty eight. That's when she really, really. Cranked out a uh, cranked out a bunch of hits in a row. Yeah, written by Don Covey. Don, Don Covey. Covey was, yeah, wrote, wrote a lot of R and D hits actually. Mm. Don mm. Covey. I love that song. Yeah. What is your What are your guys' favorite Aretha Franklin songs? Uh mm. wow. well, <laughs> that's a tough. Maybe one. top three. Top three. 
I would say respect, natural woman, and the song I always called Freedom. Freedom. Think. Think. Mm -hmm. You got a thing, but you're trying to do me. I think mine are uh, share your love with me. Yes. Actually, uh, Baby, I Love You, and then Sweet, Sweet Baby. Oh, you I really go deep, those were I. Those you, were the three that I just, when CD. I listened to them, I just... What uh, was the cover of the them. CD? Do you, you know, remember? Well, it's funny, because I went back and I was looking today, because I, I said earlier today uh, that there was this one CD that I just grew up with and listened to over yeah. and over and over again. But I remember the cover of it, but then I, I pulled it up on iTunes today and listened to to what they had as that album, yeah. and I was like, this isn't this right. This isn't right. So then I listened to another great hits one um and i think it was more that one but the cover of it that that i thought it was at least is red background and i think it aretha franklin some sort of greatest hits yeah. like her 30 greatest yeah, hits okay. or something like that and she's in kind of like a sea foam outfit Ooh, i love it i i did i, I oh i just used to stare, yeah, at, stare it. at it yeah that was like uh i think love you know that. i was like in Maybe, I don't know what grade I was, but my dad had the Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, the lady with the whipped cream dress. Ooh. And even though, and we just sort of liked to do the twist to the album, but we were really more enchanted. Yes. I might have been in third grade with the lady in the whipped cream mm-hmm. dress. She's sitting there, she's naked, but full of whipped cream. We just love <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, kids, I mean, I how know, do you have a relationship so with a download? You know what I mean? I mean, like that. You have like visual images of CD yeah. covers yeah. or albums. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't know. And just look at the cover on their phone. Or? Yeah, I don't no, it's know. It's not the same. That was shaving cream, by the way. They oh, used. was that shaving cream? Yeah, I always liked this Aretha song. Okay, maybe Marley, you remember this from Greatest okay. Hits. Oh, I love this song. What is it? Until you come back to me. That's oh, what I'm yeah. Doing. I'm going to rap this song. on your door yeah. and knock on your window pane. Great song. And of course, iTunes say the Aretha download the songs, just like, you know, when really? Prince passed away, yeah, people are yeah. all of a sudden realizing, oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. so much amazing music. Ain't No Way. Do you know that song, Donnie? That's I, I do a song, know that, song that her yeah. sister Carolyn hmm. uh, uh, wrote. And um, it's a love song about, unre- you know, the pain you have about someone who doesn't return your love. Hmm. Unrequited. This is another one called Daydreaming. Well, I don't care. Top 40 hip. Oh my gosh. He's the kind of guy that you give you everything and trust your heart, share all of your love till death do you part. Donnie, okay, you gotta play I Never yeah. Loved a Man the Way I Loved You. Uh, sure. Don't you think we should do I that I love one? that song. I, I, it's so funny that that was her. I mean, I don't that know what, if it's really funny, but first big hit. It was a first big hit, yeah. I think looking at her whole catalog of music, you're like, wow, that was the first big hit? But yeah, it's a great song. Well, she recorded for with Columbia. You know, she was signed early. They didn't do anything. It wasn't until... They, they, they didn't know what to do with they her. Didn't they know had it. her singing standards. She went to Atlantic. She went to Atlantic to Ertimate... Ahmet Erdogan. Yeah, that guy. Wexler. They knew what to do with her voice. How fun to think! Oh, here we oh, go. No, that's yeah. a live okay. version. Sorry, I gotta find. Oh, well, how fun to think too, Lori. A few years ago, when we read that Mavis Staples oh, biography, so and the the what you learned about Mavis Staples coming up around the same time as Aretha coming yes. up, and that they're they kind of knew each other through the church singing yes. circles, and 
I don't know. That yeah, was that was an interesting, musical, yeah, 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 an interesting, um, uh, like perspective on Aretha, yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, because they knew. Yeah, you're right. I f- I forgot about that. that yeah, the, the Aretha Franklin and Bob Dylan both popping yes. up so much in Mavis Staple. I love that book. That was so. Yeah, good. it was interesting. Here we go. All right. Okay, so that song was recorded at the famed Muscle Shoals Studio Mm -hmm. in Alabama. Is that where that is? Yes, Muscle Shoals Studios. And um, she played the piano. Mm -hmm. Cool. And um, this this is the record that started it all for her and lit the fuse under. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, just the way that she sings, because it's just, it's so effortless. I mean, that's the type of stuff when you sing, you're trying really hard. Yeah. And she's not, you know, because she's just singing the words and like feeling it. So she's not nervous about singing any of those notes. It's just so natural. Yeah, it's like like you said. You're like, you're a natural woman. Um, Okay, so that was 67. Donnie, if you can find 1971 live at the Fillmore West, the song Dr. Feelgood, Mm. Love is a Serious Business. Well, this is what, according (laughs) to Rolling Stone, it's well worth searching out her Tour de Force live version from 71 live at Fillmore West for an appreciation of the unabashed sexuality of the song Dr. Feelgood Love is a Serious Business which she recorded in 67 mm-hmm. but Rolling Stone says it's that that live version I mean I do think like that's the beauty of like we can find all this stuff Yeah I know it's kind it's, of fun It is kind of fun Yeah Did you find it Donnie? Yeah, so she wrote this song, and she combines Rolling Stones, right? She combines gospel, church with sex, as she informs us she don't need no doctors. One visit from her man can cure all her ills. <laughs> wow! <laughs> no wonder you love that, I Lori. know! <laughs> gospel sex! <laughs> I know it! Oh, Rita! All right, when we come back, we got the dirt. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. 
Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, girls. How are you? Well, we've just been remembering Aretha and just playing just uh, I was. I've been listening nonstop this afternoon, and I've been yeah. absolutely loving it. I just loved all the songs that you guys were playing right before mm. the break. Wasn't because that fun? It's really fun. It is, you know, and this is what I think is so... Um, special, and we should always seize that opportunity when someone passes is to really look back at their body oh, of work. And then I started like delving into her life and how she had these babies so young. Yeah. Um, I mean, her first child by the age of 12, yeah. her oh my second gosh. at 14, and then uh, married to a guy by 19 where there were a lot of allegations of domestic abuse. It was yeah. a very troubled relationship. And so to see someone, I mean, you can, I cannot even fathom. The idea of how a young girl who is a mother at the age of 12 I thought was it was able to 14. achieve. Well, I mean, I don't know. Her, no, the first baby, she was pregnant with the first baby at 12. And oh. then the second one at 14. Was Lori. she oh. raped? Um, there was, it was a boy at school that she was, that she um, oh my gosh. had yeah. sex with. I mean, Yeah. And of course, you know, no birth control. Right. Back then. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that didn't get invented till 1962. It I mean, hasn't always been with us. I know, and isn't it something we take for granted, Marley? <laughs> so do I, because Guys, I, you know. Listen, the first time I will just say when like, I include got pregnant, me in this, yes, I'm I not from the dinosaur years. I know you're when not. there wasn't birth control. <laughs> but P.S. I, by the way, Elizabeth, <laughs> let me get out the shady uh, umbrella. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, you were the one who was schooling us on how it wasn't always around, I ladies. Know, I, know. I will say that when I first got pregnant, I was like, holy buckets, that stuff was really working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. You're amazed. So it really is just incredible, though, to look back at her incredible life. Incredible life. And if you want to look at more of her life, ABC's 2020 is going to air a special one hour edition tonight. Oh, I'm totally watching. Yeah, that. honoring the life and the legacy mm. of Aretha Franklin. So I wanted to give you a couple of details details on that they will have never before seen tour footage i know i love this stuff uh-huh. i just love I, you know and they've probably been putting it together for i oh, i yeah. think i gotta ask one of my newspaper reporters but like if you're a notable person oh, i think they have a list they do but they they start at whatever age i don't know if you have to turn 65 or you have to be sued but they start putting together in case you were to mm-hmm. they try For to sure. well think about like e-news you know i mean they yeah. have all of that stuff yeah. ready to go okay so, so 2020. tonight 2020 tonight they're also going to share an interview with the director of that upcoming franklin biopic starring jennifer hudson so you'll get to learn more all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's steven diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or uap for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
about mm. that. So that airs tonight on ABC. Some other tributes that are going to be airing on television. Own is going to re-air uh, this Saturday a 1999 interview on the Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. show. And that was when um, Aretha was talking about her then new autobiography and then performed. She performed like three songs plus a medley. So that's going to air on Saturday night on own um, at seven o'clock central. And then BET is remembering Aretha Franklin with music video marathons across Mm. four channels today. Mm -hmm. So they preempted all sorts of their programming on BET soul, BET jams, BET hip hop and BET her. So if you just want to get some of those old videos, you can tune into one of those networks. And then, um, you know, of course, we've been honoring Aretha Franklin all day on my talk 1071. Motor City has become Soul City. There are tributes all over Detroit. Um, There are the the Fox Theater, Comerica Park and Little Caesars Arena. They've all put up tributes to Aretha Franklin. The message is forever our queen. Mm. And fans have added balloons and gifts to a Aretha Franklin Way. Uh, The Mm. Fillmore Detroit and the Music Hall Center for the Performing Arts have also posted messages of love for Franklin on their marquees. And then there's a memorial that also popped up in front of New Bethel Baptist Church, which was founded by Aretha's father. Yeah. 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 In New York, I mean, they changed uh, the Apollo Theater. Someone spray painted at the Franklin Street subway stop, the Aretha above Franklin. That's cute. Uh, Yeah. Hollywood, uh, of course, your star at the Hollywood. Hall of Fame and I have a son named Franklin I could just you know make him in honor of Aretha today I think that would be special (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then this is a kind of a fun story from page six because the conversation started happening you know about all these notable moments in Aretha Franklin's career and one in particular is of course Barack Obama's 2009 inauguration my country tis of thee there you go not the star spangled banner so she wore this hat do you remember that hat with the giant Giant bow. It was a gray hat with a giant bow embellished with Swarovski crystals. Mm. And so the question today is whatever happened to that hat? Mm. It, what's interesting is that there were reports that the Smithsonian requested for the, the hat. Yeah. But a spokesperson uh, for both the National Museum of African American History and Culture and the National Museum of American History says the piece is not currently on display in any of these institutions. That Aretha wanted it to end up at the Barack Obama Presidential Library. Oh, of course, perfect. And huh. she absolutely loved President Obama, and no one could think of a better place for it. Uh, the center is set to open in 2022, and yeah. apparently a representative for the Barack Obama Presidential Library couldn't be reached for comment yet, but there are you know, conversations that hopefully it will end up there. If you are a fan of it, you can see a replica of the hat at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's part of a traveling exhibit. I, I remember one of our dear listeners, schooling Julie and I, because we didn't get that hat at the time time just about the whole history of black women and going to church and wearing crowns Mm -hmm. these big hats Mm. you know high hats very majestic looking hats that that was a deliberate thing and we just felt so ashamed that we were so stupid and didn't know that well you know yeah but so we learned great hat great hat and then she wanted to sing my country tis of thee because it felt more inclusive oh Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you think about what that meant and yeah. also the, the significance of America, you mm-hmm. know, electing a black man, mm-hmm. you know, as president. Absolutely. And so that, yeah, that's 
That and hat was designed by um, Luke Song. And what was funny about it is he was talking about it and looking back at it today. And he had no idea that the hat was going to be such a hit, though. He mm-hmm. didn't really know. I mean, he designed it. He wasn't even sure if she was going to wear it until it actually happened. And she, um, he'd prepared three designs that matched the coat that she planned to wear. Yeah. And then they decided at the location which one looked best and framed her face. And he said that when the video went live, he said they were watching in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he said they were just elated for two minutes mm. until the phones started ringing Ring, and then yeah. it was non-stop yeah. for at least two days wow everybody wanted it and he has a hat shop in um, Detroit she would frequent his shop whenever she was in Detroit and uh, but before the inauguration she walked in without any notice and just said hey this is what she I'm doing and I, I would like this yeah so. just think about you know she has four sons yeah that's who she left yeah think of her two oldest and how long they've been with their mom and I what mean, their ages are they probably she, grew up together yeah that's what I mean yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I know. Oh, so geez. looking back at the life and the legacy of Aretha Franklin today. Thanks Thank, for having me, girls. Yep. Thank you so much. We've got uh, our traffic daddy with the traffic coming up next. And then when we come back, I've got some harebrained theories for you. We could discuss or not. Let's do it. Yeah, let's discuss them. Uh, and let's go down to Bloomington, Eastbound 494, dealing with... She has a theory. Theories. Everybody's got theories. I've got a lot of theories. <laughs> I've got so many theories. Oh, I can't keep up with my theories. Oh, queen of theories. Theory queen. Theory queen. That's good. I know it. I know it. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> Sounds like Dairy Queen. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah, I know. Theory queen, Dairy Queen. <laughs> then I'm thinking of the queen of soul. Queens. I don't know. Okay. I know. No, <laughs> it would be like Emily Latella yeah. on Saturday Night. What's this I hear Here, about right. Theory Queen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... All right. I mean, this is a study, but it has been an unofficial theory that I have had for a long time. And I want to say I would probably pinpoint this theory to cementing itself in my mind when I was 19 and I went to Europe with two girlfriends, good girlfriends from high school. Fun. A blonde, a brunette, and a redhead go to Europe. Okay, no way. For two really? Months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We call it like the start of. A oh, joke. I know. We it's, called ourselves the candy movie. store. It's a it, movie, right there. It's a movie. We were like so enchanted with ourselves. You are a candy store. Any European man would have thought there. Here comes the candy store. Wow. So one of the theories that came out of that two month trip with my two girlfriends, um, and like, I just. To my one friend, about our other friend, because the three of us, we did try to always never leave anyone behind at a nightclub alone or whatever. We we tried to do that. But anyway, I said to my one friend, I said, listen, the crazier the girl is, the wilder she is in bed. It's just something that happens. It's just a theory. And men are wildly attracted to that. And they're wildly attracted to redheads. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because there's this feeling that a redhead, for whatever reason, is going to be unstable. And men 
that there that unstable women might be just better in bed for whatever reason. Okay. Huh. And unstable can will put that in quotation marks. You can just be going through a wild phase. You could be going through a, a time of rebellion because you've just gotten out of a long term thing. Okay. There's many reasons, quote unquote, well, I use the word unstable, you know? Okay. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. No, no, no it yeah. doesn't. But a it lot doesn't. of people think it doesn't mean you're well, but it just. I know. I use that a lot when I'm talking about The Bachelor, and yeah. I never mean it as a negative it, thing. I don't either. I've been very unstable. I'm it's stable. not, you know, it's, people go through periods of being, in, uh, you know. Yes, like yes. you, you're, people are unstable when they break up from a long time yes, thing. People yeah, you're are adjusting. unstable when they're at loose ends because they don't know if they want to go to school or do this. Mm-hmm. Or, and okay, so anyway, long story short, this has been theory. So this was a study was published in the Journal of Sex Research. Of course, you know. I know. An I avid, wait for an it. avid reader. Oh, I wait for it every 18 months. <laughs> she's she's out there checking the mailbox every day. <laughs> and it feels like it's a sexist stereotype, but I'm just, that was my theory came out of my personal experience. But here's what science says. It suggests that when women are emotionally unstable, they do tend to be better in bed. Hmm. And when they score lower on emotional stability tests, which again, for some people, you know, at any given point, it could be a different score month to month, certain points <laughs> in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just taking it day yeah, by day. You, you, day at a time. And uh, the, so the women who scored lower on the emotional stability test, at least this they just looked at heterosexual couples. The guys they were with were more likely to say, it was amazingly great sex life. And uh, the study also found that those same women were also more likely to be satisfied with their sex life if the guy they were with was thorough and dutiful. <laughs> Go ahead and read between the lines on that. Yeah. Paying attention to detail. Because, you know... Obviously. Obviously, obviously. Duh. Why did you know? You but, asked the man the same question. I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Did you have a good time? Did you have a good time? Okay. You know. Can you believe how these people at the Journal God. of Sex Research are working? Lori, we should write that journal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Anyway, but it all came up because my one friend was like, What is the, what do the guys see in her? And I would always say to my one friend, They can see. She's a little crazy oh. behind the eyes. And they're very... <laughs> She's got that crazy look in her eyes. But eye. they're kind of they're like, oh, I wonder what will happen when... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like the redhead thing, though, too, is they're, they're rare. They're yes. like yes. a unicorn very. that you find yes. a hot redhead and it's like, mm, never been with a redhead. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, and yeah, so anyway. I they're going extinct. What? Aren't they? Well, redheads are like not going to be around in I don't know what it is like five hundred really? years oh, or something well, we like don't that. Have like to worry about a while. It. Yeah. I mean, not in our lifetime, but yeah. because it's a recessive gene, I think. And so I well, think then I have goes, a theory: if you're a redhead, away. do not laser off your pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, that's your that you're lasering <laughs> off the the unicorn. Hey, that's not my words. Yeah. Those are her words. Yeah, fire crotch, fire bush. <laughs> I do. I, I just don't want to hear Donnie coming out hot with that. I just say FB. Donnie, that's what I that's what I ended up calling my girlfriend. I just call her FB. I just shorten it up. You call her Firebush? And FB. 
Wow. And she calls me Lorenzo. We were in Italy for a month together, okay? I'm just, you know. But anyway, that's what my advice, my theory on for the redheaded people, do not laser. Why? Why would, why... Do you know how fake a red merkin, if they want <laughs> no, to is going to look? If you ended up wanting to have it come back. Come back, because okay. like, the bush is making a comeback. Yeah, okay. And so then it's like, how hard is it going to be to get your natural? <laughs> yeah, Like, I feel right. like blonde okay. and brunette is sure. going to I feel like red is like, a, it's like, that's too magical, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if that goes wrong, though, are people really still going and getting like a get merkin uh, these days? Well. I can't imagine having that go wrong and being like I think I know what I need to do yeah. I need to go get a wig <laughs> yeah right down there well, well no but I mean the Merkins have been employed like crazy by uh, Hollywood yeah you know, that's right yeah. for all these different quote unquote period pieces where they're trying to have Game of Thrones mm-hmm, and you know these shows where mm-hmm. they're trying to historically sh- represent the bush in the right way which I have a theory is how it should <laughs> oh, be done which I happen to just have another theory <laughs> Those about theories. Oh my gosh. But really, I mean, who are the Merkin makers in Hollywood? There's probably one, and he's probably so. Or is it maybe is it done at each studio? Everybody who, you know, where they, you know, have it. It's part of the costume design. I'm sure the wig makers. Yeah, the the wig makers. Oh my gosh. I really hope they don't just have one. They're all passing around Hollywood. (laughs) No, they don't. It's like that. um, It's like that. You know, they make a custom sock yeah. for each guy. Yeah, there's there's some you know middleman company that nobody knows about that makes that. that makes the owner all of, of that's just got to be absolutely rolling in it. Right. Yeah. I think a Spartacus that that was Merkin Palooza. Maybe it's not like some of it was perks. real. No, it's, it's like your body parts. Yeah. You know, you find a need. I just saw Caitlyn Jenner in a sweater in Malibu, and I think she's wearing the body perks. Really? Because when you get breast implants yeah it's very difficult to get a naturally nipply nipple that looks <laughs> fantastic under clothing yeah, perky as it were perky mm-hmm. and i'm like i needed julia here today so we could zoom in and because we can usually see yeah yeah i mean they're just they're so lovely i wish julia would let us have our company again but she says she no won't? a one product company just doesn't make sense you know, yeah, and I I think her theory huh. about that is correct. I think it's <laughs> unless your one product is, you know, cling wrap or <laughs> Bayer aspirin or something big like that. Okay, it's just not a big market for for bu- for just, nipples. Yeah, okay. And we did try and get a whole bunch of. We wanted to have another. We had this whole. I mean, Julie is amazing presenter. We were trying to get angel investors, mm-hmm. and. So we had this hall and we worked with this brilliant woman, Julia, and we this other girl, and we had this keep the kitty pretty, and we had all these ideas for um, other product extensions that were yes. all, we were way ahead of our time, way ahead of our time, and then we got the radio show. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and Julia's like, oh, should we keep looking for money? And I'm like, hell no, we get to talk for free on the radio. I mean, not, we. Well, it was not like for talking for free. It's we got paid nothing. Job. No, but we got paid nothing and we didn't care. It was giddy. I was like, we yeah. got to leave corporate America. Yeah. You know, and our nipples are leading us there. But we kept the company going for like maybe seven years after we were on the radio. Mm-hmm. It just kept selling our body perk 
you know, mm-hmm. ba- baby got brown and perky and pink, two colors, one size, 1995. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's like riding a bicycle. Yeah. The bitch comes back. I know it. I know it. So anyway, but Julia's theory was no bueno. Huh. Okay. Just a single. And I kept trying to get uh, a comp- the Hollywood tape to buy the company. Because that would have been perfect. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That you but wrap my, it up with those other products. Yeah. The kind of, the kind of the, I don't know. You keep those in a small, the, specific bag. Yeah. It was a little velvet yeah, bag. It's in like my, my secret female bag. My friend Jane, who owned the company, didn't think it fit. And I was just going crazy. I finally had to quit talking to her about it. Because I was just like so mad. I was like, I'll give it to you for free. Do you know how much the patent is? You know? Yeah. No, she didn't want it. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit our image. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like a sword to my heart. Right, we got to find the Merkin company. Maybe they'll buy it. <laughs> it what? It's a match yeah, made perfect. All right. Listen, we'll be back with favorite headlines of the day. McMillan has never heard Madonna's first dance song, Burning Up. Isn't that good? I don't think I know this song. Yeah, I love it. It made the hot club dance song. I love it. And I I can see the dancing because it reminds me of Army Hammer dancing in Call Me By Your Name. Oh, which was, wasn't that set in the 80s? Yes. Yeah, this song was everywhere. This and, and, um, what's the other one? Everything or... I can't think of it. Right. a Madonna song? Yeah, the other one that came out right with the same time as... Uh, everybody? Everybody, yeah. yeah. Okay. Everybody. <gasps> Happy birthday, Madonna. Yeah. Happy birthday, Madonna. Yeah, mm. I love it. She said, you know, the only time I ever think about my age is when somebody else brings it up. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we all can't believe that she's 60. Yeah. We just... Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I yeah, know you're any age you think you are. Yeah. yeah, that is so true. Okay, yeah. our favorite uh, headline today is uh, Rihanna and shirtless Donald Glover are in Cuba working on a mystery project together. <laughs> oh. There's a photo, and they're just working on something, and they're in Cuba, and he's got no shirt on, and her hair is huh. in braids, and I'm like, oh, please be doing it, please be doing it, please be doing it. <laughs> oh. I would love them as a couple. Love them it. as a couple. Oh my gosh, I, I was thinking of the wrong Donald Glover. When you said that at first, we're thinking Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Yeah. Yes. I hope yes. the, the mystery project they're working on is the, the two of them, them together. 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 Yes. Because they're like, on, I feel like they're equal levels. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Love it. They, could, they would be like, well. Yes. So anyway, I don't know that if it's just hot. something from her. Di- she's working on the diamond ball. But when I saw that photo, I was like, please let your project be each other. Oh. That you're working. On top of each other. Yes. And behind and, and in front. Working on one on another. another. That's yes. right. Yes. Wow, I love that. Then. Okay, Fun. sorry, Johnny. Uh, now for something completely different. Uh, but that was good, right? It was good. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, broken toilets ruin Andy Cohen's flight to France. Oh, this was so funny. I mean, not funny. Terrible for him. Okay, so okay. he's on a Delta flight. He and his buddy Bruce, uh, Bruce Bozzi. He owns oh. the Palm. And oh, okay. He and Kelly Ripa and Anderson. They're all running and running. Anyway, Andy's off on his three-week south of France vacation. Hmm. That little biatch, so lucky. Anyway, but they're flying to Nice on a New York direct flight. Delta flight gets halfway across the ocean. They're no. Now, they're halfway through the flight, the okay. eight-hour flight. And the pilot says, we're turning around. Somebody mm. broke 
the toilet or all the toilets. Somebody puts either a poop or any <laughs> they do, or threw this something like down third, the toilet. This yes. is the third poop mention of the show. I know. Well, yeah. We're practicing for scatological humor yeah. at the project down there in Dirty. Anyway, and he's like, we're turning around. The pilot said they don't have any mechanics that will be able to fix it. It'll be easier to fix if we turn around. So they landed in New York the exact number of hours that they should have landed in Nice and had to start all over. All kinds of people were, isn't that, and I just, okay, I've flown out of that Nice airport. It's a pretty decent, big size airport. All I could think of is that Delta doesn't, have any crew there? I yeah. mean, that is... If you're flying gonna, on the plane that is broken and you're either going back or going forward, forward. Why wouldn't you keep the going same forward? number of hours, why wouldn't you? I, I don't know. know. Everyone was... So they were like, are we getting double our miles? But Delta will be... You know, I mean, well. to me, I just think that... Yes. I would break down in tears. I yeah. literally would just break down in tears thinking... I'm going to land back where I started when I'm yeah. supposed to be getting off the plane in Paris, Nice, Montana. Fill in the blank, whatever, wherever you're going. Yeah, because you're always so excited to be going. Yeah, <laughs> well, that and you. I mean, the bathroom doesn't work, and whatever else that means for that plane ride. Somebody, I don't know if Ugh. they broke all the toilets because you know on an yeah. overseas yeah, a flight like that, so you're somebody, on a bigger plane. It's yeah, not like exactly. you're on a prop jet with two planes or two bathrooms. Yeah, it's probably got twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I Jeez. I I mean I think so I've been on a flight where the the bathrooms like didn't work, yeah. I guess. And that this had was to be nice. It was this was terrible. This was one of the worst flying experiences ever, but it was when we had the huge snowstorm here oh, yeah, yeah. this this spring. Oh, it was yes. in, April. in April. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so um, our, first of all, our flight's delayed, you know, many, many hours. Yeah. Um, and then, Which yeah, we, we get on the plane, we deplane again, you know, we get back on the plane. Um, and yeah, we sit on the plane for another hour and a half. It's hot. And then they tell us that the toilets don't work or that the water, yeah, the water on the plane doesn't it's work. work. Oh. So they tell us that if you use, if you use them, you have to like notify the flight attendant for some, and then they were pouring bottled water down <laughs> there. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you couldn't believe it. It was a whole, you know, okay, then. comedy of errors. Really? Jeez. Excuse right. me, yeah. miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you happen to have a bottle a of bottle water? water. <laughs> The one on the back of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this all about? Lena Dunham loves to dress like a full-scale baby. Okay, she wrote an essay for In Style September issue, and she just discussed the origins of her personal style, or she says, my lack of it. She said, as a six-year-old, I was so formidably adorable. Everywhere I wanted to go, which was my bedroom with the hottest company in town, my parents, so like the high school quarterback, who can't stop middling around on the football field. I've just continued to dress like a full-scale baby, whether it's Ooh. rompers, <laughs> saggy crotch hair and pants, blouses with Peter Pan, collars or loose baby doll sh- shifts. I can't help it. I love ill-fitting outfits. No matter how many times red carpet <laughs> blogs eviscerate my cutesy well-meaning, but I know ill-fitting outfits. I just continue to draw from my six-year-old well. 
Hey. I know it. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought it was hysterical. So I've been worried about Lena Denham, so I was so glad to read this about her today because oh. that just made me laugh. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Right she- now I'm dressing like a lake and summer person. I don't ever want to stop wearing skirts and t-shirts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to have to, Marley. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.